0: Amigos is a proud member of the Throwback Network, your home for quality retro podcasts. And now, here are your hosts, Aaron Dowdy and John Bodokar schaller Hi everybody, welcome to Amigos. I'm Invisible John. Hello. And uh, we are here in Amigos Studios at our third... Annual Halloween Spooktacular. We're going to be talking about
2: Castlevania. These are always gold. These are always our best. They've never been (laughs) bad. We've never, we've never reviewed a bad Halloween game. Not one. Never. We did Fright Night. We did uh, Elvira, El, both Elvira, Elvira games. games, and the third mystery game we had a look at. Then we also had, the do we do Ghouls and Ghosts on Halloween? Yeah, I guess we've done three. I don't know how we ended up doing so. Maybe we did two. Maybe we did like a month of Halloween. Yeah, charge. that must have been it. Wow, what a month that Boy, must have been. That, that was the month the
0: podcast almost shut down. Yeah. Um, but anyway, they we weren't actually originally even going to do um, Castlevania. Uh, we were going to do uh, Night Stalker 2 or something like that. Then we were going to do Darkseed. Both those games were awful. Night Breed. Night Breed. Um, Dark Stalker 2 would be awesome, but I don't think they made that for the Amiga. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> um, and so, uh, But anyway, we settled on uh, an awesome game, Castlevania. It's very Halloween-y. Yeah. So anyway, um, before we get into Castlevania, Aaron, what's new in the world? Oh, wait a minute. Before we go into that... We've actually, the show's going off the rails immediately. Uh, we got some feedback. So the first piece of feedback we have is from an Amigos listener. Uh, <laughs> I would assume so. <laughs> he listens to another
2: podcast. Why We've
0: got our lines crossed. So this is, uh, this is Dazzly. Um, this is Dazzly. He is uh, from the UK. Uh, Darren Hall, he sent us this picture of him sporting his brand new Amigos t-shirt. So uh, thanks, Daz, for sending that in. Daz is a big Redskins fan, so we appreciate that. Man, bad year for you, dude. So yeah, Daz, thank you for uh, being my partner in misery with the Redskins. (laughs) Um, And we got some feedback, too. All Um, right. Alt-tab ceases to work. Um, Mark Kant wrote in. He says, hi, guys. Greetings from Scotland. Mm. Uh, He was an A500 user back in the 80s and early 90s. And now a CD32 user for the past 25 years. Dang. Yeah. It's got a good motor in it, don't um, it? He says, enjoying your show, new listener. Wondering how I can listen to the early episodes. Uh, the iPhone won't let him see any episodes earlier than episode 92.
1: Yeah. So,
0: iTunes. Uh, we, uh, we did figure this out. This has nothing to do with iTunes. Oh, it has everything did. to do with my ineptitude, which is... Pretty much everything in the podcast. It's pretty evident. Um, So (laughs) what happened was the RSS reader hadn't been updated. It was only updated to do the last 25 episodes or so. I've since cleared that. So if you update your RSS feed on any podcatcher, which you don't actually have to do anything, you just have to launch it and look at all the episodes, you should be able to access all 117 Amigos episodes. There's actually more than 117 because we have some unnumbered episodes as
2: well. this is a, sort of to the point, but so I was doing some in investigation for the podcast, right? And I'm milling around. I'm doing, you know, professional investigative crapola. And I see this thing. It says, Amigos Podcast. I'm like, what's this? And I click on it, and it's just some random, you know, place out in the internet void. It's got all of our episodes ready to go. Like, listed. i Really? <laughs> like, what is this? It's just like that guy on YouTube. There's just some guy that just started... Reposting. reposting our, our stuff under his name. To get some of that hot, hot ad money that's well, rolling in Wow, but how how disappointed is that guy? <laughs> you know, but it's weird that you occasionally just I don't remember sharing our feed or anything with this guy, so I don't know weird. Where, who
0: knows? Yeah. Weird. Uh we also heard from uh try to wave Zod. Ooh. And he what says a name, right? uh, he's commenting on our Zool two episode. Yes. And he says both both Zools were always crap then and now. One wow. of my he says one of my favorite Sonic clones for the Amiga is or possibly Key, the Thunder Rabbit. Ooh, it I never came heard of out that. late in the Amiga's life, but I love it. Please give it a review. If you do, make sure you get the CD32 version. It's got more graphics and a button for jump. Have you ever heard of that one? I have not, so we'll have to check that out. Maybe you know, in our next Amigos Plays session. You're gonna
2: be appalled by this, but I played some more Zool Two this week. I've been playing a crap load of Amiga. I've been on, I'm, I'm just feeling the flow, right? And so I played some more Zool Two, and I went back and played some more Zool One. I played... Zool 2 is it, it, quite a bit better, and it, it's it's not that bad. It's not that bad. Uh, there's a lot of interesting stuff you could do. It's the exploration's nice. It's not that bad. Okay. So I I'm, I I'm you're not, you're you're walking back your earlier. I'm not walking it back, or... but I'm just sort of I'm, it's electric sliding it back. <laughs> boogie oogie oogie. That's right. Um, all right. Well, that concludes
0: our feedback from last week. So now it's actually time to move on Let to me, the Amiga uh, news.
2: Hold on one second here. Let me uh, get the uh, Gambletron Five Thousand here. I gotta put on my lucha goggles for the big match. So, since you're already there, what's the first big thing on there? Let's let's have
0: you uh, start the show here. Well, we've got um, a retro Raspberry Pi case. Shared by Jonas Rullo here on the uh, Google+ Plus page. Uh, these are, um, my guess, they're they're called micro machines. They're three D printed Raspberry Pi cases. Um, looks like they have a uh, Amiga, um, a C sixty four. Is that because I got a ZX Spectrum a, there? Is that a, an Atari RST. Those look pretty good. They look yep. very reminiscent. I don't know what that thing is. Is that the? That's a, Is that the? Oh, it's a BBC. Uh, yeah. A micro. That's what it yeah, was. Yeah, micro. Right. Uh, uh, you
2: know, uh, they, they're cute. You know, I like the the ST. Looks nice, doesn't it? Yeah. Those yeah. are those are interesting looking. They did a good job. Yeah. But I believe these were pretty pricey uh, little ditties. But hey, it's a cool thing to put your pie in. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Um, so let's see what we've got here that's not site related. Um. <clears throat> Oh, one thing I wanted to mention: our buddies over at Indie Retro News are doing a little fundraising. They're up against the wall on their server fees, so if you uh, if you're feeling the flow and and you use Indie, and I think most a lot of people use them, drop these guys a few bucks because they do it. They're literally the leader for Amiga News, mm-hmm. and not just Amiga. but Yeah,
0: I know. I'll be donating. Yeah, we, we depend on these guys.
2: We we love these guys.
0: Yeah. Um, sorry. If you heard that rustling, that was me. I forgot my microphone was attached to my body.
2: What? <laughs> 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 You're a green fool. So there wasn't a whole lot of mega news this week, but there was a ton of site news, so let's get into that. Okay. Um, straight off the bat, let's talk about Kickstart 11. Can you believe there's 11 of these? It's hard to know. Now, I was flipping through this today, and it's top shelf. And Actually, we're going to do a little bit later on from the magazine, but uh, Neil did a great job. Uh, he's uh, they, These things have been getting pulled down quite quickly, and uh, man, uh, the new uh, the formatting of, some of it is just tremendous. I really like it. I haven't gotten through the whole thing yet. I'm about halfway through, but man, it's a it's a good episode. So, uh, again, Kickstart is the free Amiga magazine, directly available from our page, everything uh, everythingamiga.com. Uh, hop over, download it. It's in PDF format. Relive those glory days don't you know, let them pass you by plus there are new stuff in there you know it's a great mix neil is tremendous at it so i want to get that out there too straight if you haven't gotten it yet go get it now that's kickstart so next on the docket here we want to talk about uh gary's new video now it's funny he should have put this up and gary's in chat with us right now the huck uh he has got himself a NewTek Digiview Gold Capture device. And this is a good video. Of course, Gary's stuff's always great. Very popular. Uh, uh, you know, it always is. Look at that. As we flip through it here, he's showing uh, some of his library there. Now, I had a very similar Digiview device to this. And with the color wheel, the whole nine yards. And it is the goofiest thing you ever saw. Have you ever digitized anything like that, Boat?
0: I don't. I don't honestly know what this thing is.
2: It's a it's a um, it's a camera that hooks up that you grab, do basically screen grabs with. Okay. Um, of course, it's to to do all the colors. You have a color wheel that you spin, and it'll it do different passes of the different of the different color wheel shades. So, is this got. a
0: camera that you'd put directly in front of your monitor?
2: Well, you're not taking pictures of the screen, man. You're taking pictures of something else, like a magazine or a or a photo or a, whatever you put down there. Mm. All right. Um, you got to remember, back in the day, this stuff was. It's funny now we've got these these cell phones. As I hold mine up, the you know a bit of Uh <laughs> What uh, is that thing? It's a cell phone, <laughs> man. But uh, they all got the camera, digital camera. But back in the back in the days, no easy task to get a digital photo. It was difficult. I remember downloading photos off the internet or off the BBS. just because I was like, "Wow, look! Somebody took a picture of like that. That's a beautiful rendered apple, or that's a tr- that's a tr- that's a good looking chick." And they took a picture. of It was a, you were like, "I'm looking at this on my computer," and and so I know it seems silly, but in the old days, digitized graphics were like, I mean, it was a big deal to get. A, if you had a big library of these, everybody would be downloading. It was it was cool. So Gary did a good job on that. I, I, Gary's stuff's always great. Um. So, next, we're going to talk about Dreamcatcher. Have, you want to take this one, Boat? Yeah. So, uh, Dreamcatcher has
0: reviewed
2: another game.
0: Um, this is one. Had you heard of this one before?
2: Uh, you know, I, 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 I have. I actually loaded it up one time and fiddled with it, but I didn't do much with it.
0: So this is Lollipop, and this actually, I think, looks really good. Yeah, it does. It looks real good. Um, I think, Rainbow was it Rainbow Art? Yeah, Arts Rainbow Day? Art. so it's yeah. Turrican, you know, the same. Same guy, same outfit, and uh, I think that we need to give this a look because, uh, you know, there are so many poor platformers on the Amiga to find a good one, you know, amongst the, a diamond in the rough, if you will. Uh, this, this 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 looks like it might be a winner. It does have sort of a very large, well, it's not very large compared to some of the games we look at, but it's got a significant uh, HUD on it there, but it does look like you've got some inventory management that you're doing, um, some you items to collect and things. It's the Amiga way. Yeah, yeah. So um, anyway, we'll we'll have to check that out. So thank you, Dreamcatcher. Make sure you make sure you read. Of course, Dreamcatcher doesn't just review games; he he, he pulls them inside out. You know. Oof. Oh boy, is it over already? Who for the was Lucian that masked masks? man? <laughs> Oof! It's hot up in there. It's hard. I mean, just imagine
2: Mr. Wrestling Two probably didn't take that thing off for decades, and yet he did. He, he was. I love Mr. Wrestling Two. All the people you should bring up. He's one of my favorites. As a kid, he was just great. Yeah. The rubber man, Johnny Walker. You never like, saw him without his mask. Well, I this is I that guy left. I just kinda put his mask on my head and this mm-hmm. is this is okay. me. Okay, okay. That was Lucha Aaron. This is regular Aaron. So anyway, uh that's it for the side updates this week. No. What? <laughs> no, it's not. what else? What else is there? Because I myself put some things up Oh, this I late. don't look at your things. How dare you, sir. Um, so first thing I put up this week was a look at last week's game. Which Ibris. was Zool two. Zool two. And Zool two, I like I said, I had I had a run at it. And again, like I said, it's I'm not gonna rehash what I just said, but I, I enjoyed it. It was it was kinda fun. Uh, play, you know, of course, I played it a lot last week too. I like that. You just made that all by have yourself. Have you not seen anything I've done for I, months? Have you? I, I literally never watch your videos. So How I'm dare sorry. Dare you?
0: I'm You're too a horrible, amigo. I'm too
2: captivated by Gary and all of his things. Well, I can't compete with that. Are you kidding me? So anyway, Zool 2. pretty fun. So uh, I got a wild hair. You know, I was going through our old, I was going through um, our videos and saying like, what was our most viewed stuff? Because I thought, well, whatever we haven't done. I'll make a make I'll make an amigos play out of it, you know. And so, a lot of the most viewed stuff we've got is from Gary. So I can't do nothing, nothing there. And then there's some stuff that I've done, you know, or me and you did. What was, you know, hardware stuff. And then there's stuff we already did videos for, like I, I, amazingly, like micro pro wrestling and golf. We've talked about some of these goofy things that are TV sports football has like a thousand tons of views. Really? Yeah. The and it's the live is the the play of it, not the podcast mm-hmm. of it. So I thought, man, how bizarre. But amazingly, we our very first episode, which had a lot of hits, we never did the Amigas play for, which, which obviously we didn't do those back then, which was Hybris. And right, I thought, you know, right. I love Hybris. I'm gonna fire this thing up. So I fired it up, and I, I was, I was fiddling with Amiga forever, trying to get a right, a, a proper output. I, I fiddled at, with
0: the Amiga forever too. Well, uh, and, oh, and, and, you mean the actual program? Because I've got
2: Amiga, the Amiga, forever. The, for Amiga Forever software out pretty well, but I, I haven't got it perfect. And so I had ran it on. I ran it. I finally got it to work, and I put. I was like, "Hey, I wonder what this does." So I, I switched from NTSC to PAL, mm-hmm. right? And I noticed that there was a. It there was. It ran differently, which it, sh- it should. Remember, we talked about that before with uh, a, the music from a game. We ran it. Was running too fast, right? Yeah. This is a common thing in America. So, now is this the what we've got up here right now? Is this that the is NTSC? me running in PAL? This is PAL, and you'll okay. notice that it runs. If you watch it for a few minutes, and you and you get the, you can see how quick it's going. Uh, and then, so I switched over to the NTSC version, which okay, you right there, the NTSC. And you'll notice a, a tremendous difference in the amount and how fast it runs. Oh, yeah. And it actually it runs great, it was a lot more fun. I, actually, I did a lot better too. As I explained in the video, um, if you're an old Amiga guy in the States, you get used to playing everything in PAL mode and the screen's all jacked up. So my version of this for the, uh, for the Amiga, the disc version, it was a PAL version, and the screen was slid down and you just got used to playing it that way mm-hmm. so to play it uh, th- at this speed was a lot of fun it really looks i mean it looks like an arcade game playing at it, it this it, speed. Do, it does it, i mean I, you know one thing i liked about how it, was, it does have sort of a um, meandering feel to it mm-hmm. and it, which i don't have i don't i mean i like the power version but i i'd say this was it does have a different feel when you're playing at full uh, quick speed like this so uh, it was just a little crazy experiment I did, but I just basically wanted to play Hybris again. I hadn't played it for a while, and I enjoyed it. I've got a, you know, I I've gotten a, a method now that I'm going to be cranking out a lot more of these. Cause I've been playing a lot more. I'm really getting into it, and winter's coming, so I, I've got I'm really feeling the flow this year for the for the Amiga plays. So awesome! I, I'm yeah. going to be cranking out quite a few. We're of We're going to have
0: another uh, multi-platform romp
2: this uh, this coming Sunday
0: over at Amiga Studios East. So. I think
2: we're going to be for certain playing zul Two on the Jag. And I think we might dig into some 3DO this time Ooh, around. I will say fun. I put up the last of our Sega Saturn ventures, which was VR golf. Mm-hmm. So if you want to see me and boat, and especially as I mentioned under the video, my short game needs a bit of work. It was uh, my putting was god awful on that on that day. So yeah, so yeah. But that that's pretty much. I think that covers everything we released this week. Mm. You can see me again. Yeah, I know. I'm back. Put the I'm, mask like, a back flo- on I'm like a floating head now. So I've got something we're going to try here since we're done with the news. We're done with the news, right? Yeah. So, you know, as I mentioned that uh, the uh, uh, new Kickstarts out, Kickstart uh, number 11, Neil's Magazine, official magazine of the Amigos. And Neil always has, when he a magazine, he puts in charts uh, for the for the uh, uh, games that were out that year. And I thought I'd go over some of these with you and just see what you thought about their place on the charts and... and and uh, I'm not going to, because you never guess these in a row, so I'm just going to go down to the top ten and see what you think about these. And we'll see if there's some here that we haven't covered we might want to lo- have a look at. So, so what, What?
0: this is from?
2: This is from January-February of 92. Okay. Okay, on the Amiga. And it, there's also a few others I'll we'll just hit briefly. So, number ten is a game called First Samurai, which I, we haven't played that one yet. No. I like samurai games, though. Number nine, Terminator 2, which okay. I, I believe that's the uh, gun game, mm-hmm. right? And number eight, and this is a game that comes up a lot, and we haven't ever played it, at least I haven't, Megalomania. Now, did, you ever a, do, did you do that on a, any Amiga's play or anything? No.
0: Boy, I get, I always think about that being
2: like an old I know, Atari yeah, computer that, that one over or something there, like that. Yeah. Now, number seven we have played, we both really liked, It's surprising, Jimmy White's Snooker. Oh, yeah. Love Snooker. Love Snooker. Snooker. Uh, eight, our number six, Alien Breed. Mm-hmm. Right. Number five, The Simpsons. Now, I'm not sure about this. Is this, is there just a straight Simpsons game? I don't we,
0: think so. I think that that's BART versus the Space Beam. Well,
2: they've got two BART games on the Amiga. Yeah. I wonder which one it is. Uh, number four, Lotus Turbo Challenge 2. Hey. We love that one. Yep. Number three, James Pond 2. Number two, Heimdall. Remember, we had a look at that one a while back, I believe. I'm trying to remember Heimdall. I think it was in the magazine. We okay. looked at it. Now, number one, I find appalling appalling because it's so bad and i looked at this in an amiga's play and it's god awful number one number one amiga game this sunk the ship right here in february 92 wwf wrestlemania that game is god awful it can't be that bad it is you do a play on it see what you Mm -hmm. think about it now here's something just for fun neil also puts in some stuff that's culturally relevant at the time right so I'm looking over these movies that were out. I'm not going to go through all these, but I haven't heard of a big chunk of these. See if, see if, you, if you've ever seen or heard of these. right? See if okay. you've heard of seen any of them. Okay, do you remember a game? Uh, this is the UK charts, Matthew. But there's tons of bleed over, right? So in 92, there's number 10, This Is My Life. Nothing? Number nine, I remember hearing this, but I never saw it. Radio Flyer. Oh, yeah, I saw Radio Flyer. Is that something about a wagon or something? Well, it's a story about child abuse. It, oh, crap. That doesn't sound fun. It's, we'll... it's not really. Okay, number eight, the Mambo Kings. Yeah, that sounds. Pretty I remember good. that. Number seven, Mississippi Masala. I don't know. I'm not thinking. I think that's probably British. Number six, The Great Mouse Detective. I heard Saw of all that. that. One. Oh, real? what'd you think? It's good. It's a Sherlock Holmes Disney thing. Oh, okay. Number five, Memoirs of an Invisible Man. You ever seen that? Not seen that one. Uh, number four, this was a, this another appalling thing to see on the <laughs> list. Stop or my mom will shoot. Remember that one? <laughs> I do. Horrible. I do. Number three, Final Analysis. No. These sound like made up, like Seinfeld movie names, some of them. Number two, Medicine Man. Medicine Man, That I mean, I get that confused with Lawnmower Man. And in number one, I have heard of and I have seen, Wayne's World. Yes, so that that is not nearly as obscure as you made it out to be. Now, one more little thing, and then we'll clo- to bring this to a close. Neil also puts in what was in the top 10 music-wise. And, and and since you're a music guy, this I thought this appealed to you. So this is in the US and the UK. This was a dark time for music. Well, there's man. some good stuff on here. So and the UK charts much better. So Number 10 in the U.K., Madness, It Must Be Loved. I liked Madness. Remember them? (laughs) Wow. Number nine, a band I didn't like, Simply Red. Remember Simply Red? They were huge in the U.K. For Your Babies. I don't remember that song. And then Brian Adams, Wet, Wet, Wet. I'm just going to skip through some of these. Michael Jackson, Remember the Time. Opus 3, I don't remember that one. That guy. Uh, The Pasadenas, I'm Doing Fine Now. Never heard of that one. Someone named Shanice. You ever heard of Shanice? I Love Your Smile? The Temptations, you ever heard of them? Never. My Girl was it number two. I wonder if it's because of the movie. I guess so. And number one, I, and this is one of the reasons I want to do this whole segment, because I, I wanted to put forth the love that I had for the song. It's a band called Shakespeare's Sister, mm-hmm. and the song is called Stay. Have you ever heard this song? No. It is the creepiest song ever made. It's, a, it's just a real loving ballad, and then right in the middle of it, it's a hideous demonic threat. It's the darndest thing you've ever wow. heard. And the video is good, too. So that's the U.K. charts. I'm not going to go over. I mean, the U.S. chart. Listen to these names, right? You got Color Me Bad in there. Poor Nirvana is down at number eight with Smells Like Teen Spirit. I guess they were just getting ready to start their ascent, right? Mm-hmm. Then you got, I don't know who this is. You got George. Now, ironically, this is on the U.K. chart. George Michael and Elton John, don't let the sun get down on me. Uh, Which, that was a good tune. Michael Jackson, Prince, and this is Prince's down phase, Diamonds and Pearls. That's not a bad song. I never liked it. Again, this chick, Shanice, she's back. Wow. But now listen to these top two. They had The Temptations, Shakespeare's Sister. That's pretty good. Mm -hmm. This is what we got. Mr. Big, (laughs) To Be With You. That's right, Monster Valley. And number one, Right Said Fred, I'm I'm Too Sexy. sexy. Yep. (laughs) That's hey, what we got. I know
0: this time period very well because I was in fifth grade at this time, and I remember all of that. I remember the movie My Girl coming out. I was in love with the girl in My Girl. It was all. Aw- it was a great time to be alive. It was a great time to be in fifth grade at Hurricane Town Elementary School. No, no, it wasn't.
2: So that was ninety-two, <laughs> and I, I mean, I, again, Neil goes on to a ton of cool stuff. He's got what was in the arcades in ninety-two. I mean, you really get the feeling, and '92 was sort of a bad year. And as I look at those, there was a, its not the best year for movies or or for for audio, but still, uh, they all can't be winners, right, no, but No. All right. Well. It is time to move on to our
0: game of the week, Aaron. The game of the week. There goes, game of the week. Remember when I used to put in those
2: those uh, bumpers? You and did that worked. like it's funny. I was listening to an old show, and you did that, and it, like I, I fell off the chair. It was incredibly loud. I'm like, what is this? did we do that? Yeah. So, so this week, we're going to take a look at Castlevania. Now, before I want to preface this, uh, not a review, but a personal opinion we both had a good idea that this was just trash all right we're like I want to leave my suspense are they gonna like it no it's garbage that much said there's an interesting it I knew that buried in here would be some interesting stuff so and, and it's a little bit interesting so <laughs> really you sell see how it I Aaron. built that up <laughs> so Castlevania was released on the Amiga in 1990.
0: It was unleashed in the it world. It was
2: unleashed. It was let loose. Uh, it was developed by an outfit called Novo Trade. Now I looked into these guys. I'm going to stop right here just so we could talk about it because we know what they released. So what were they doing? Okay. So Novo Blade. We've already covered one of their games. Hmm. They did Blades of Steel. Okay. Which we makes sense. Konami. We didn't hate. All right. Yeah. They did Impossible Mission Two, which is a fairly popular game. Hmm. And they did Mickey's Jigsaw Puzzle in a Mickey Mouse. right. ho
0: That's That's the sound he makes. yeah.
2: (laughs) What is that sound anyway? What's he doing there? He's laughing. Ho-ho! That's his laugh. What's he do when he cries? (laughs) Ho-ho! That's a (laughs) Do you make the same sound at
0: a
1: lower pitch when you cry? That's exactly
2: (laughs) what I do. I'm Sad Boat. (laughs) I'm happy! And he also did World Trophy Soccer. (laughs) Ho-ho! So... These guys, let's talk about because uh, I mean we've got to get Trade into them. is yeah. their name, right? That's right. So first of all, they changed their name uh, in, around. Uh, let's see when they they changed their name to Appaloosa Interactive, which eh. Appaloosa. That's I wish I knew what that meant. I don't know. That yeah. means something. <clears throat> uh, now get this. So Nova Trade was founded in 1982 in Hungary. Hmm. So a lot of the people that worked on this stuff were Hungarian. That makes sense. Who'd have thunk it, right? And who else would you get to do the Dracula again? They're a bunch of Hungarians, right? Very
0: true. That part of the world. <clears throat>
2: um, so, um, they they were around for a good while. They changed their name in 96, of November 96. So, they were they were uh, Nova Trade until 96, and then they became Apollosa Interactive. So... They had like a couple they had 150 employees in 2001. They were still cooking. Wow. Under that if you will as we look at this game footage. <laughs> so, list to some of these games they did. They did a bunch of games. I'm just going to name off some of the games they did. Oh, by the way, they they flopped over in 2006. So, 11 years ago they finally died, but that's still a pretty that's good, a run good run. yeah. If you consider that they outlasted a lot of really good game uh, developers. So, they did uh, The Adventures of Batman and Robin on the Game Gear, which I have actually played. Get this, they did California games on the Mega Drive, and, and some of the guys that worked on that worked on, well, at least one guy worked on that. Um, they did Contra Legacy of War and the Contra Adventure on the PlayStation. Those were, I remember hearing about those. Get this, they did Echo the Dolphin, and they did all the Echo games. Hmm. Who would have thunk that? Yeah. Right? Again, looking, the, at, looking at what we're seeing right, on the screen right, right now. Right, because those Echo games were not bad. They did Exo Squad, which is one of my favorite cartoons. I don't know if the game's any good. Holyfield Boxing they did. They did Impossible Mission 2 on pretty much all all ports. They did pretty much everything on that. Their last, oh, they did Karotica. They ported that. Um, they did a lot of, you know, dud stuff. I mean, I, there's a million things on here. I'm not going to go through them all. Uh, but uh, one thing they did do, and this is their last game, and I sort of want to play it, <laughs> Jaws Unleashed. And they released that in 2006. So that's a weird... I think we... I swear to you, did we talk about Jaws Unleashed? Because I remember we were thinking... Why did they do a Jaws game in 2006? Right. I, I'm that? sure that we mentioned that. So uh, they, that was their last game before they they, they flopped over. So kind of weird. So the next thing I want to do is like, who worked on this? Who were the individuals? Well, uh, they're not listed on Hall of Light. They're not listed anywhere. But they are listed in the game. So I got their names. I want them to be held liable for these. <laughs> so And these are in Hungarian. So I'm going to give this a shot. Okay. So you got a guy named Peter Agax. He, I think he was the artist. It doesn't say what they did, but I, looking at what the other stuff they had done, I tried to kind of guess. Now, get this. These guys had great names. This guy, I think, was a graphics guy. He also did programming. Zoltan Toth. Oh, man. Anytime you can name
0: yourself Zoltan.
2: Zoltan Toth.
0: That's the guy from Big, the
2: fortune teller. And, and get this. his, You know what his nickname was? And he appears in some games under his nickname, Sultan that's a cool nickname that too. That is a cool name. But nickname. I'm telling you, if your name's Zoltan, you don't just need go a go name. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if my name was Zoltan, I'd have a T-shirt with it on there. <laughs>
0: just like Wilcox was wearing to the you party. You
2: American names are so lame. You know, it, it's are. like a Bill. 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 That Smith. stinks. Yeah. We don't have a Zoltan walking around. So then you've got a guy, and here's another guy with a great name, Joseph Molnar, and he spells it J-O-Z-S-E-F. That's awesome. Now this guy was a programmer. I think he was a programmer on this game. They never. One thing they don't do any of their credits is tell you who did like the music so that's one thing i don't know uh, this guy was a programmer on california games for the genesis okay so i know that for sure and then uh you had a guy here named tomas Poprovitz, right i don't know what he did exactly on the game he's listed in a lot of games as miscellaneous mm-hmm. he did but he did work on blades of steel so i know that for sure and the last guy here and i got this from a no- whole different source i was try- i was trying to figure out who did the music for this now the music is all based on it's all based on music from the original game right so the i don't i don't believe that to be true well that's that's what i've re- now you would know better than me now what i read what well, i'll get to the music in a second but this the guy that i think did the music is a guy named andreas magyari okay now, the uh, one thing this guy did, Andreas, is he did it. He would create MIDI files uh, that were converted to, uh, like, the Genesis from a, a proprietary sound device, uh, sound creation device. So I don't know, I don't know if he actually, he's listed on several sites as the author of the music. I can't confirm it with, like, any of my usual sources, but, I, you know, what the heck. Uh, so anyway those that's the crew that put this together a bunch of Hungarians kind of neat mm-hmm. some of these guys are still working so more power to them you, can, you can't win them all and we don't know what one thing when you kill these guys on, on these horrible horrible games who knows what kind of constraints they were under time right the maybe they, they had two weeks Christmas. to do this yeah. right so you never know so anyway <clears throat> getting back to the game so this game came out on one disc uh, again it was this came from Konami uh, we know them all too well Batman Returns they did Bill Elliott, uh, NASCAR, uh, Blades of Steel, Double Dribble, which we looked at, Super C, and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Teenage Ninja, Ninja Turtles, the arcade game. Those are all Konami licenses on the Amiga. Uh, one player, that's it. It runs on the uh, old school ECS OCS, uh, and it's a uh, side scrolling. I guess, uh, platforming, I don't know what you call it, platforming beat em up. Does that sound about right?
0: I wouldn't call it a beat em up. <sighs> How would you go on this? I, I, mean, I just go in it somewhere. Yeah, side scrolling,
2: um, just a side scrolling platformer. Okay. So this was converted. Now, it's funny. This was converted to a lot of stuff. Some of this you would have known, some of you might not know, right? So uh, you've got your Commodore 64 version, which I actually had a look at. We'll get to that in a little while. MSX2. The uh, Famicom disc system, which I've heard about, the disc version is different for the Famicom than in the actual right non-disc version. Do you know what the difference? Yeah, are? the uh,
0: the Famicom disc system version is actually more of a role-playing game. There's really? a lot more items and stuff, and it, you know it's called Vampire Killer in 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 right in, right, in, uh, and um, yeah, it's it's a lot more in depth, and a lot of the things that appeared in Symphony of the Night. <laughs> Uh, were borrowed from that FDS version of the game. No kidding, mm-hmm. no kidding.
2: So it also appeared on the NES, of course, and NF- in Slash Famicom, the regular non-disc-based version. A virtual console, the PC had a port, which I looked at that, too. I'm sure that was god Um The Sharp X6800, which or 68000, I'm short-changing it by, you know. <laughs> uh, and the, MSX, right? I'm sure they had an
0: MSX port.
2: Uh, I, I said MSX2. Oh, did you? I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and so... <coughs> Um, it was pretty well ported, which I'll be honest with you, I didn't know they had that many ports, honestly. I didn't know Konami was working the PC market, the any either. I mean,
0: you know, the reason why I remember that is because, do you remember, we, I don't know, maybe this was after your time, but we used to get these pamphlets at school, the Scholastic book fair where you could order stuff. No, no, I had those, yeah. And there were always, uh, like, port PC games in there, and there were always ports of console games. Really? Yeah, and so I remember seeing, like, Street Fighter Two for MS-DOS, i and, had that and um and <laughs> castlevania and mega man for dos for whatever reason they had an end with the with these guys
2: if this thing came out in 90 i'm wondering if the if it was a if the dos version was a booter or not probably not at that it was probably just straight up dos so um so let's talk about what this game is and i know you've probably played this a lot more than i have Tell her one. If you haven't played Castlevania, what's the scoop of what Castlevania is? Okay, the plot and all that sort of stuff. So
0: uh, you are a member of the Belmont clan, Simon Belmont, and uh, you are your job. Dracula has reawoken, and your job is to go to Dracula's castle and traverse through it to uh, to find Dracula and kill him. Um, the game plays out over a mini map. Sort of like Ghosts and Goblins, where you can see where, where you've been, where you're going. And uh, you basically go all through the castle. Uh, there are, you go through each, at the end of each stage, there's a little mini boss. And the mini bosses borrow freely from, you know, other monster movies. There you battle Frankenstein, Medusa. Um, there's there's lots of different monsters that you can fight, and as you go throughout the castle, there's some role playing elements. You can um, get, pick up different weapons and use them. Uh, there are there's a currency with the items too. You pick up a, you know you pick up things and that gives you certain numbers of uses for uh, for your weapons. Um, one thing that this was the first game that I ever saw on the console that had a life bar for the boss. Most of the time you hit the boss till he turns starts flashing or whatever. Right. You don't get the net. Right. Um, so I thought that that was cool. Um, the enemies are, you know, they're varied. Um, the, the whole game has a really cool atmosphere to it. It's a very gothic sort of thing. Um, and, uh, of course, the, Simon Belmont's uh, weapon of choice is a whip. Uh, although you get several projectile weapons, your main weapon is always a whip.
2: And it's of course you're fighting as you get these old you're a bunch of crazy monsters. You've got Medusa heads, and you've got bats, and you've got zombies, mm. and you know junk like that. So um, I know this game was uh, sort of almost legendary on the NES, right? I mean, mm-hmm. this was a big deal on the NES. Yeah. Um, I played this when it came out, and I didn't like it, and I still don't like it. I don't. I've never understood what the fuss was about. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like the idea of a game where you take on Dracula and monsters and stuff, but it just, the whole idea of going around and, sh- and whipping sconces and, and uh, getting, you know, stuff out of them, it just seems. I mean, it just seemed like, it was a lot like the Zelda, I say probably the Zelda, it's like you go around everywhere you go, you dig a hole or whatever, pull up plants, it's just, it's, I don't get it, I've never understood, it didn't make any sense to me why you would even do it, I know you're going to rebuke me somehow, but I, to me, it, I didn't like having to go and whip everything well, I saw. Well, let me
0: ask you a question. If you were going to introduce power-ups into this game, how would you do it?
2: Probably a leveling system, sort of like Cadash. I thought would be a would. Now, granted, Cadash is well after this, but I mean, ideally, I mean, I, hey, I'm, I understand what you're saying. This is an old game. They were playing what they, they they were playing the hand they were dealt with the and with what they had to work with. Because I mean,
0: like you're not just going to. Otherwise, you end up with Zul, where stuff is just laying around everywhere. Well, you know, it
2: doesn't have to be that bad, but you know, I mean, hey, listen, I came. You gotta understand the. And this is conditioning for me. I came off the PC where stuff was a little more involved than this. And so I had kind of... I wasn't really playing these kind of games at the time. It's funny. I've played more Castlevania this week than I've ever played combined. And I even played a little bit on the NES. And I enjoyed it more than I ever did before. Uh, uh, for one thing, the NES version is, a lot, is even easier than this one. Because I can control my guy. Mm-hmm. That's We'll get to that in a minute. But I'll just... For, Full disclosure, I was never a big fan of the series. Now I, as it went on, I haven't played the newer ones, and I'm, they are probably pretty have awesome. Have you
0: played any of the other Castlevania I have not. Games. I've never okay. played a
2: single other okay. one. So again, I'm, and so I'm not condemning the series or any of that stuff. And I like the music from several, like uh, what Symphony of the Night, I think mm-hmm. was, that's got tremendous tunes. I've listened to the soundtracks of a bunch of them, but I've never played them. So like Boat said, you go through, I think there's six levels, aren't they? And, you also, and at the end you fight Dracula, mm-hmm. not to spoil it. Uh, and you and you and he has a couple different forms i think he's two forms or three forms i can't remember he's got there's the dracula where he opens his cape and shoots stuff and then there's that weird monster he turns into and then you win right that's the and that's the last guy so um that much said it's it's a it's your basic run to the right a run to the left go you know go up downstairs and shoot stuff um if the atmosphere is cool um Again, keeping in mind this was ported over from an 8-bit NES to a certain degree. Uh, for an NES, if, if I saw this screen on an NES, I'd be like, yeah, hey, that looks pretty good." To see this screen on an Amiga is is horrible. It it when you can say, "Hey, that's comparable to the NES version," not good. Right. Not good. Right.
0: Uh, and and that's so we'll we'll look at the NES version actually. Let's so just and flip so that's here.
2: my that's my first gripe. The the I mean, this looks as 8-bit as you can get. You know it doesn't look it doesn't look that good Um, secondly um, this thing has individual tunes for each level okay Um, they aren't very good either I mean the tunes themselves probably are okay but the actual implementation of the tunes on the Amiga subpar I mean you consider I just listened to a bunch of stuff from Shadow of Beast this week and I mean it's the same system they had the exact same stuff there is inexcusable to have this kind of crummy sound this is like ad lib level sound not mm. good so there's that but i can forgive both those things all right because inside there's an interesting game and it's like i said the theme is cool but the, there's one sin that this game commits that is in that is unforgivable and that is the controls this thing is a, a, a hot mess when it comes to controlling Simon assignment here and you,
0: you, it's it's difficult if you're watching at home and you're watching this 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 long play that we have going on here. It's difficult for you because this this guy is obviously an expert at this game and he's making it look easy. But this game does not control nearly as well as he's making it look.
2: He the guy I have he has trouble turning. He has trouble um, moving moving up and downstairs. It's mm-hmm. difficult. The fact that you, it's funny, the one thing that you, I, I thought, man, this is going to be a real tough thing to get around, Is in on the NES version, you've got that second button to throw your other weapon, mm-hmm. and I thought, man, that's going to be a real hassle. That wasn't that big a deal to me, holding the button down a little longer, yeah. that worked fine. Uh, it's just the, the the fact of moving.
0: Right. The, uh, it's, uh, such a large part of this game is negotiating stairs as yes. you move throughout the castle, and you have to be totally lined up with those stairs, or you'll jump instead.
2: Yes, and that is a real hassle. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing I don't like is the is the enemies. Uh, they come out and they come out in bunches, and they'll and it's one of those games where if you take leave the screen for a split second, they're right they're coming right back at you. A big horde of them. and It's a real pain in the butt. I noticed the, the DOS version did the same thing. Um, that I mean, you'll have so much stuff on your tail, and if you stop, it's. It's what, what gets you in trouble is when you have enemies on both sides mm-hmm. of you, right? I was going to ask you if you had the same problem. The,
0: yeah, yeah. And that's true, to be fair, that's true in the NES game too.
2: Really? Yeah. The Well, I mean, any way it goes, turning t- to the other side is a chore, mm-hmm. and it shouldn't be. And I think it's magnified in the Amiga version because of the jump situation. Right.
0: Well, it's it's comparable to Kung Fu or uh, Karate Master, where you know, you've know you got the legions of guys, and then you turn around, and there's a bunch of them, and they're that, right on top funny, of you. It's funny.
2: I just played that this week. It's funny you should mention that. And I will say, yeah, it, 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 you're right. Although that one you can spin quicker mm-hmm. than you can. I played it on the arcade machine with the arcade controls, granted. But I tried all kinds of crazy stuff to have better control on this. I played with the keyboard, believe it or not, and th- this has keyboard support. I played with uh, uh, a couple different joysticks, I played the gamepad, and nothing gave me any sort of, uh, nothing worked to make it better. It just He just is a slow, he also is goofy looking, He's um, don't you think he's, I mean he looks goofier than any <laughs> he looks, other version.
0: Yeah, he looks pretty darn goofy in this he one. Walks he walks weird. He, he, yeah. He, he walks strangely. He's not really, like, the jump animation is right out of Huckleberry Hound yes, where there's no bending did. of the knees. You know, something um, else,
2: I mean, if you look, I looked at the C64 version of this, and the C64 version doesn't look as nice, but it's so much, it looks so much better. Right, and that's uh, the thing. If we,
0: if we switch over and look at the NES game, I mean, it doesn't, the the sprite is not as detailed, but overall, I think the game looks better, the way it uses colors and the way that the, of course, the sprite is animated much better. Now the the this game is not going to win any awards for fluid animation on any platform. He's always kind of awkward when he walks, yeah, when know, he jumps, it's, it's every weird. Every version but, he has
2: a, almost hunchy looking. Yeah, yeah. You know that the what really gets me. I mean, it's you can get past a lot of this stuff, and like you said, the other versions aren't as attractive. But if they they just look better to play, and mm-hmm. and, and they are better in the case of this. I didn't get to try the other ones, but I tried that one. Uh, the uh, uh, Even the PC, he didn't look as lumbery or as tough to control as he does on the Amiga version. Plus, I'll tell you something else about the Amiga version. It's dropping frames like they're going out of style. Mm-hmm. Why? How is this possible? Right. This is the freaking Amiga. We can't freaking run this 8-bit, like, a little dinky game. I mean, are you kidding me? There's inexcusable. And so what that tells me is this probably was a rush job. Uh, I don't know when exactly. I don't think I've got the month it came out. I know it came out in 90, but I'm wondering if it's one of those deals where they're like, we need to get this out now to capitalize on such and such. I mean, it, it didn't happen. And you'll notice that no other Castlevania games came out in the Amiga, and I'm wondering, uh, and I'll get into this later in terms of availability, but I'm, I'm guessing this didn't do well. Mm-hmm. And you would think, I mean, I know you would know better than me, but when Castlevania came out on the NES, it was I know it was a big hit, but I mean, it was pretty much a big hit instantly, right? It's not like it took years to develop a following or anything. Oh, yeah,
0: and this came out. What
2: year did this come out on the Amiga? 1990
0: okay so this is this was already a three-year- old game right right it came out I mean, several years yeah.
2: previous on the uh, on the NES uh, so
0: so that in fact I want to say that there were already three Castlevania's on the NES by the time the first one came out on the Amiga
2: that's probably another reason it didn't sell well because right. if you're porting all this stuff now I know the NES wasn't a big deal in the UK or, or in Europe in general but still I mean by the time this comes out and they're on the third one, mm. you're feeling like you're getting left behind, yeah. right? So, this game, I will say, I did go, I did look through the music uh, library on it to see what all it had. And, um, it's got different tunes for every stage. It's got tuned, you know, got tuned for the little, kind of a few cut scenes it has. It doesn't really have cut scenes. It's like, Stuff that happens, some people die. Yeah, or the
0: music on this game is is fine, but it is not based any way on the the NES music. It's well, a totally different soundtrack.
2: Now, I went to a couple of different websites, including a Castlevania wiki. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm just I, having not played the NES enough to know. I'll just say this: from what they said, these these tunes were based on the NES version, but they were uh, many of them were put in out of order. Oh. So the stages were okay, different. Okay, I take it than, back then they now I you could be completely wrong but this is what I read that the that the that the music was different in different places than it was in the original.
0: Cuz I mean that that first stage Castlevania music. Let me just play a little bit of it for our our fans. Um this is immediately recognizable. Like this is one of the great tunes in the NES library and that is not present on the Amiga version. So maybe you do see this later on.
2: Yeah, uh, it I, I was uh, I was underwhelmed to say the least with the with the music. Make sure you mute that when you're done. I did. Um, so again, this would be the last uh, this would be the last version of Castlevania that the Amiga would get. Uh, you know, amazingly, you know, there are a few things that make me wonder if this game got a, a very wide release, and I don't think it was released at all in, in the US. Okay, but that's just a hunch. Okay, so number one hint that makes me think it wasn't didn't have a wide release. It got only I could only find one review for it and I looked all over to try to find more. And I'm talking I don't mean like reviews like on the guys from Lemon, although it got killed on there. Like <laughs> I think I had three point six three. it only had one magazine review that I could find. That was in Joystick magazine in ninety one. You got an 81%. No Amiga Joker? No, no, that's it. Wow. That's all. So that tells right there that this thing didn't get reviewed well. So either they didn't, I mean, and you know, but you know these magazines, they were reviewing anything at one point, but this didn't get hardly any reviews. So the, the release on this thing must have been real low. And then secondly, uh, you know, every week I go through and get you eBay prices. This has not appeared on eBay at all. I could not find any copies. I found copies for the C64. But there were no Amiga copies at all that I could find. Wow. And I even looked at the complete auctions. there's nothing. So what that tells me is uh, if you've got a copy of this, you're probably sitting pretty. I did find, this is funny, as I'm looking for, a, I was like, okay, I can't find anything on eBay. Let me see if anyone's selling these independently. And I found a guy on the Amiga, the English Amiga forums from 2010, okay, keep this in mind. He was offering one hundred and twenty dollars for any for a copy of this or Blades of Steel or something else. I mean, for one copy, and he got zero responses. Now you you know how these boards are. For that kind of money, people would sell just about anything, and he mm-hmm. got and, and he got no responses. And he checked back for a year, so I'm guessing that this is a very very rare game. I even had trouble finding box art. I mean, it was, I found out, of course, it was on Hall of Light after I went and looked. But I was just like, usually I'll just Google it. And it was I mean, finding the one that said Amigo on it was real tough to find. So what that tells me is it was released to somebody, but I don't know who. I don't know when, and I don't know where, and I don't know how well it did. I'm guessing not well. We've done a lot of games on this show, and I can count the ones that I couldn't find any eBay on, on one, probably on three or four fingers. Not even a whole hand would do it. Uh, it's just it's very very unusual for mm-hmm. them to, to, to not have a copy. Um, a few other things I noticed on it: um, the ending's different. Uh, the end, I actually played. I, I I did find. Did you find a, a walk a cheat for this? Did you find anything you could use it to, a, a trainer when no, you played it? No. I found one. Uh, <laughs> on,
0: I'm just looking at this. When you beat the game, it says Hall of Blame. Yeah, I saw that.
2: <laughs> so when uh, this game on the on the NES, right? When you beat the game, it does some several things that I think are really f- cool, right? First, uh, you beat Dracula, and then it zooms out, and it shows, like, the castle you were in, and it goes, it starts crashing to the ground, slowly but surely, and all eventually, like, it sort of caves in on itself, mm-hmm. right? And a very really neat scene. I, I like that. And is then, it the scene we're about to watch presently? Um, n- no, no. the game is so, restarted. I'm going to talk about this guy, too. <laughs> so, and, and then, after it does that... It, it shows you credits, and these credits are all like old movie monster actors. You've got Bella Lugosi and Lon Chaney. All the, all the credits are these old actors, which I think is, I thought it was very cute. In mm-hmm. fact, I remember hearing about this a long time ago. I think, that's kind of neat, you know. And, and the Amiga version, lightning just strikes where the thing was and it just goes away. Mm-hmm. Much lamer yeah. than the actual falling down of the castle. And then it goes right to that hall of... The, the Hall of Fame, except it's called the Hall of Blame. Right. Which I don't know what the even. What is that? Why would you even write that? I mean, <laughs> Hall of Blame. It's
0: on you for buying this thing. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, you know,
2: and and, and uh, so I thought that was uh, pretty lame. And then one other thing I wanted to point out is on the open, and maybe this is on the NES. But you explain this to me. On the opening screen of this, it shows it shows the the castle. It shows Belmont, and you know, out there and everything, and then it shows this. Um, like a, a scroll, a, a guy appears, a fat fairy, all right, and then he has a wand or something. He goes burn, and then it shows the the guys that did the conversion, which is where I got their names. What's the deal with the fat fairy? Okay. Is he on any other version? No. So the, I thought to myself, what is this? The, this doesn't make any sense at all here. So
0: Konami's um, Konami's games on the NES all look the same. They're early games. You, there's none of this. There's none of this fat fairy nonsense. Yeah, I mean, what is you? And um, here he comes. If you're watching yeah. the video, who is this guy? Yeah,
2: it's a fat guy, and he and he just kind of weighs <laughs> a wand, and then this thing unfurls very right. crumbly. Now this
0: is how the NES version starts.
2: It looks it looks poor. Don't you think? And, and yeah. again, the inclusion of this fat fairy at the beginning it, it takes the game data peg right out the gate. So
0: the NES version has. It looks like a movie, basically That's it's right. got film stock yeah, I, I and everything. I have seen that. It
2: looks so much better. Yeah,
0: yeah. And then and then when you push start, you get this really cool, you know, sequence of going into the the castle and everything. And, and if
2: you look at the Amiga version, the castle is more colorful, but it's not nearly as cool looking in my opinion. It looks
0: Yeah. Yeah, it looks it you looks you, more, you also don't have any animation up here in the sky like yeah. you do in the NES version. Well,
2: it's so. it's it's lazy. Yeah. It's it's all lazy. Yeah. I mean they took time to animate that fat fairy in the scroll. Thank God they put him in. But the rest of it's, it's it's lazy. So, not to beat a dead horse, but bad music, check. Bad visuals for the era of your computer, absolutely check. Like, and something else we didn't mention, glitchy, flashing, frame rate dropping, crummy action, performance problems, check. Mm-hmm. Control problems, check. It checks every box to be a complete stinker. And I know if you've played this before, you're you're not. It's just no great revelation, but in my opinion, this game stinks. Boat. <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: the 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 big secret about Castlevania is that Castlevania is not a great playing game on any platform. Uh, it does not control nearly as well as Mario or Metroid. Or Mega Man, or any of those classic platformers that we associate with this time period. Uh, it's clunky, your character moves weird, the enemies spawn at crazy amounts, um, the jumping mechanic is insane, the jumps that you, the precision jumping is hard. So, Castlevania, even in its best form, I'm talking about Castlevania 1, is not, uh, is not an all time great. The reason why it's remembered as such is because of the atmosphere, and because for a lot of people, it was one of the first NES games that they played. Right. Um, the series really reached its apex on the PlayStation 1 with or actually in the Saturn I think was actually released first with Symphony of the Night. That's what I wanted. That read. is an all-time that's one of the greatest games of that's all time. That's the one
2: that you play back you go go through it, then you can play it inverted right. and then you can play with another character. Yeah. yeah. It is
0: that is a fantastic game in every sense of the word. All right. Uh Castlevania 2 is a totally different game. It's like Super Mario Brothers and Mario 2. Castlevania 2 is all role playing. There's no score. It's a 2D role playing game, one of the few out there. And uh, you, you go through different places and uh, you, you collect money and you buy, you upgrade your equipment and things like that. Castlevania 3 is like Castlevania 1, except longer, more difficult, and with additional characters. One neat thing about Castlevania 3 is that you um, it is. It's always one of the games when you buy, like the multi-carts, that the sound is always screwed up because that actually included a sound chip. Mm. That game included a sound chip which allowed you to have multiple different uh, voices in the music. I see.
2: Yeah. I, I have, it seems like I have heard that. Yeah.
0: So um, that, that's really the history of the 8-bit Castlevania games.
2: I would say if you're going to play this, and uh, you want to play it on a, C, on a Commodore, I would go with the C64 version because I, I haven't watched it, and haven't played it, but... It looks, it's got a better rep, and it looks a lot more playable, and really the graphics on it's not like the graphics on this are really getting great shakes. Right. You know, your guy's still a lumbering goofball, mm-hmm. but at least on that you control It's funny, some of these games I come across, and people are like, the c horror version is better, and sometimes it is. I mean, sometimes it just, it's amazing that you could botch something to that degree, but you know, botch they have, and this this one here was a, was a big botch. So, as usual, to keeping with our mm-hmm. Halloween tradition. Another <laughs> fine, horrible game yeah. <laughs> that we brought you. But uh, uh, you know, hey, it's got a cool box cover, and if you can find it, you're rich. You got that going for you. Yeah. And if anyone out here out here has it, um, drop us a line. I'd like to know who bought this and what you thought when you got it. Like it's one of those games you get at home. You're like, oh god, right? You know what a what a dud. So there you go, Castlevania. I wish I had better news. I was really. I, it's funny. I will say this about it. I like have. I, like I said. I've never been a big Castlevania guy. But uh, uh, it got me kind of, you know, I kind of dug it a little bit. I could get into it, and like I said, "Haven't played on NES, you know." Maybe I've mellowed a little bit in my old age, so I'm, maybe, maybe I can give this game another whirl. Maybe not. Uh, maybe not right. Not this week. Anyway. Not right now. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, Aaron, I was going to do another uh, another little uh, old computer quiz for you. Okay. Um, I'm looking around here in this magazine. Okay, here's here's a good one. All right. Okay, because this is uh, a little bit older machine, so you can see how much, how cheaper, because last week we were talking about 486s, right? Mm -hmm. And so they were, of course, they were still selling 386s. I'm sure that you still uh, were using many a 386 throughout your daily life. No, I never
2: owned a 386. Really? No, I never did.
0: So, but anyway, they were still around. I, I used probably more 386s than any other 86 style machine. That was what they had in the schools at the time. Um, this is a Hyundai computer, which I didn't even realize that Hyundai made computers yeah, that were out, sold in the United game. States. Um, and uh, they, it has an Intel processor. Uh, this is a 386sx 20 megahertz computer with an 80 meg hard drive with two mega RAM. Okay, uh, it does have a coprocessor. No, it doesn't. It just has it's the got socket. A slot from yeah. it, so, yeah. <laughs> um, And it's got one 3.5 and one five and a quarter floppy drives. Um, anything else? Monitor? Two, uh, no monitor, but it does have a 16-bit VGA video card with 640 by 480. Okay. Um, with 256k RAM, uh, comes with uh, Microsoft Windows 3.1 and DOS 5. You want to take a guess at the price of this computer? With no
2: monitor, 386. I want to go with four and a quarter.
0: A little bit low. This is going for six twenty nine.
2: That's too much. That's way too much. But of course, it's a name brand. They're going to go a little higher than your clones. Mm. I mean, your super clones. Hyundai's a real company. Yeah, you know? that's
0: true. I I drive a Hyundai car. There you go. Um, so anyway, that
2: is uh, our computer quiz for the week. One thing I want to talk about before we wrap it up, um, we have we have decided to extend the Amigos Challenge for one more week. Uh, to get uh, get everyone one last chance to get in. Uh, I've gotten a good response so far. Finally, I was getting submissions this week. I was pleased. and uh, We're going to go one more week, so that means we're going to finish the, the, the date. The end date for this will be a week from today, which, Bo, do you want to help me out here on what a week from today is? The 31st is Tuesday, so it's like October, 1st, 2nd, 3rd. Or 4th or November 3rd will be the final day for uh, the Amigos Challenge. Again, the Amigos Challenge this time around and 2, one man, one chance, uh, best score with one man, no cheating, and uh, send me your video. The rules that we need are on the forums, and the forums are located at Org. Really?
0: No. Everything slash forums. I wasn't expecting you to- why would you tell you the wrong thing? Because I wasn't expecting you to ask me to talk. I was disrobing.
2: Oh, God. You should never stand up in those. I personally apologize. I, I, I looked away. <laughs> Thank God.
0: All right, Aaron, it's time. We're going back to the 90s for this one. I guess we go back to the 90s almost every week. Every my, week. My entire guitar repertoire consists of songs between like 1991 and 1996. All right. Except for when I did an awesome rendition of um, of Steely Dan It was week, awesome. Which you
2: poo-pooed. According to you. All right, you ready? I'm ready. I'm going to put my listening to on here. Oh no, not this song. Oh man, oh my!
1: See Brian Jones, Paul Harrington, Alan Kebab, Graham. Brent, Dowdy, O'Brien's Retro and Vintage Gary Hucker, Christopher Hassel, Kim, Tommy, Hum Kim, Tommy, Humbert, Stad Jonas, Rulo, THT Alan, Kebab, Anthony, Chavez, Tapes from The Crypt Josh, Ned Will Williams Adam Patters Be Chris Foles, Dreamcatcher, Lauren Giroud, Darren Culls, Ravi Abba, Jason wants Pixel at Yeah! Lane Dinson, Daniel Bainston, Brutal Bear, Cuda, Neil Mansell, Adam Battersby,
2: and Joel Bjorn Barr. Man. You really went up and got that one, didn't you? I did. I always go up to get it. Go up one. and put it back. <laughs>
0: So, Good God Almighty. if you would like to have your name added to that illustrious list of musical genius,
2: you remember who sang that? Blind Melon. That's right, Shannon. Who remember the video for the that? The late great, yeah, the B Little girl. B girl. She was a big deal for a while. She was. She was. I wonder what she's doing right now. Oh, who knows? Who knows? Like, maybe she's still in music or maybe dance. So. I doubt it. <laughs>
0: um, but. They'd, I think that that was really their only hit,
2: right? You know, nothing is more appalling to me than some glory hound goofball in a dumb outfit trying to get attention. I can see why you'd say that.
0: Next week, Aaron, we are going to take a look. And you know what? I didn't even finish that thought. You had a thought? Listen, guys. Patreon. It's a thing.
2: Wait a minute. What's happening here? Oh, now it's a... Oh, go, go ahead. Okay. I'm sorry. We,
0: um... Patreon.com slash Amigos podcast. If you would like to support this show, if you would like to see more Amiga related talk, video, buffoonery, sombreros.
2: What? Whatever. Are you mocking me?
0: Um, you know, help us out. A dollar a month. It's cheap. Or fitty. Or fitty. Whichever you prefer. One or the other. Um, yeah. Yeah. Also, Uh, Amigos shirts if you go over to uh, everythingamiga.com and click on the clothe yourself link there on the page you can get one of these uh, Amigos shirts just like Daz
2: when's my mime and and puppet the mime and puppet show
0: Are the mime and puppet bar
2: can you imagine that show (laughs) the mime and puppet
0: bar shirt is coming soon I am in negotiations I thought we were going to actually start uh, the restaurant oh there's a shirt too well we could do both do you do any mime or puppetry I do a little of both. Really? Can we see a little something? I not, I mean, I'm not prepared. Can you do a little it's, mime right now? I, I've got. I got this one. You ready? Yeah. You like that? I don't. That's getting into a car.
2: That's really yeah. wow. I'd stick with puppetry then. Sarah. Okay.
0: Well, you'll see a little puppetry next week. Um, but yeah. I don't even know. But we're, we're, yeah, we're, I don't even know. What Man, we're this shirt sure slid anymore. off
2: the cliff, didn't it?
0: My pants are coming off. They're not really no. pants. They're not really. <laughs> they, now they look like some sort of like genie pants. I don't know. That's not what they look. It's like. It's getting weird in here. Um. Anyway, next week, Aaron, we're gonna do another Amiga game.
2: Well, no, you don't know what we're doing, do you? You're, I do. You're panicking, trying to figure it out.
0: I I knew you'd say that. We're gonna do WizKid. Okay. WizKid we played on the Amiga Thon and it is so crazy, it is so out there. That is a weird game. That uh that I couldn't believe it. And so we're gonna we're gonna take an in depth look. It's weird what you're doing with that mask. Well right he now. can't puppet this you, guy. You can't hey, puppet, how are you?
2: You can't puppet a luchador. No, you don't. That's a he almost insulting. That's yeah. true. Um what are we doing? WizKid? WizKid. I thought it was WizBall. Yeah, WizKid. Wizball 2.
0: That's right. I got it. That's right. Um, so until then, make sure you keep checking out um, us on Facebook. And Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. We're going to put up a special Halloween video of Aaron's Halloween
2: party. Also, uh, happy yellow, happy orange and black spirit day, if that's your bag.
0: Okay. Uh, and also um,
2: Oh, yeah, video of my party.
0: Yeah. It well, was a happening. We'll have a video of your party that goes up. Make sure you keep following us on YouTube at Amigos Retro Gaming. We're going to have a bunch of new content coming out uh, continuously. And uh, if you have any questions, drop us a line at amigos at amigospodcast.com. All right, Aaron, let's take this thing out. We'll see you guys next week. How Adios. It's always the G-string. like string. it matters. Oh, yeah, oh, the G-string. I like it. Duncan styles Duncan
1: styles Duncan styles Duncan Duncan styles 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 Dunkin styles Duncan Stiles, Duncan Stiles, Duncan Stiles, Duncan Stiles,
2: Duncan Stiles, yeah. Nice! Mm-hmm. Now that's pretty good right there, I think.